Hello there, and thanks for tuning in for another episode. I'm so happy you're joining me again today. My name is Sarah Ray with Spiritually Inspired, a lifestyle brand on a mission to empower modern mystics like you to discover and embrace their own divine truth through crystal healing, mindfulness, and ascension. So this is episode nine of the Spiritually Inspired podcast, all about creating a sacred space just for you and your spiritual practices. We'll chat a little bit about why it's important to dedicate a special spot in your home for your spiritual practices and what sort of elements you can include to make it special and just for you. Everything that's mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes for your reference. And if you enjoy, please consider subscribing on whatever app you happen to be listening on. I would greatly appreciate it and I would love to have you as a regular listener. So let's just go ahead and get started. So having a sacred space in the home just for ourselves is often regarded as a luxury. People think that making their own spiritual territory is selfish and or impossible for whatever their living situation is, but committing to your spiritual development means creating both space and time for yourself. Dedicating a special place in your home for your spiritual practices is a major sign of self-respect. Showing the world that you make self-care a priority helps create boundaries, something that a lot of modern mystics do struggle with. Thanks to pictures all over the internet, people tend to think that any sacred space worth having needs to have a certain aesthetic or a lot of props. They think, I can't create a sacred space in my home because I don't have the physical space or the decor that everyone on Instagram has. But these sort of mental blocks just hold us back and they are enabling excuses. A sacred space is really subjective. Any place where one can engage in their spiritual and personal development activities, sometimes called self-care, can be deemed as a sacred space. It can be as elaborate as an entire building, which would be really cool, (laughs) or as simple as just your own body, like truly having your own body be your own temple. So what makes a sacred space? Is it the size? Is it the physical items, the people, the view, the energy? Is it permanent, mobile? Does it need to be off limits when not in use? Is anyone other than yourself forbidden to enter? What actually goes in the space? We're gonna talk about all of this in this episode today. So there are three very important aspects of a sacred space. Decorating and designing a sacred space is absolutely very fun, but it's not the most important thing. Sorry to burst your bubble. I don't mean to get anyone hung up on having the perfect space before truly committing to their spiritual practices. Perfect doesn't exist, and it's much better to seize the moment now rather than waiting for the perfect circumstances. It's much more important to actually dedicate yourself to your practices than it is to decorate a sacred space. So regardless of where you find yourself right now, know that you have the power to set aside an area in your home just for yourself. Believe that you are worth it because you are worth it. And remember that it's part of setting boundaries. And that's very important. We don't want other people to overstep our boundaries. So if you are able to dedicate a space in your home just for yourself, it's letting other people and the universe know like, hey, I take myself and my self-care very seriously. And I love you, but you can't come in here right now when I'm doing my thing. So the three important aspects to have in a space in order for it to become sacred are... First, your intention. What makes a sacred space sacred is simply the intention. Again, the intention to set aside time and a space for your spiritual practices. When we come into our sacred space, no matter what shape it takes, 
we set the intention to return to our center and return to ourselves. This can literally happen anywhere, anytime, by anybody. Our sacred spaces are as diverse and as spiritual as our own paths and our own journeys are. What makes your sacred space special is your own unique personality. Your specific worldview and your core values will determine how you set your intentions and how you go about your own spiritual practices. So the most important thing is your intention. Now, the second most important thing I would say is repetition. I don't believe sacred spaces need to be permanent per se. However, there is something really magical about returning to the same space again and again to do the same sort of spiritual practices that you enjoy doing. This is part of the fun of having a special sacred space because space holds energy. And if you always return to the same spot for spiritual rituals and you're always setting that intention, the energy of that space will begin to absorb that intention. That one corner of the home will suddenly become very calming all the time without any extra maintenance on your part. And then the third most important thing are the mementos. Now here is where the fun decorating is. Gathering mementos of your sacred space should be exciting and easy for you. You probably already have plenty of items around your home and your yard that would feel right at home on your altar. It's important that you pick sacred mementos that actually mean something to you and not just things that you find because somebody else had it on their altar. Each item in your sacred space should serve a purpose. The purpose can be purely aesthetic, but I think focusing on items that have a deeper meaning is more beneficial. It can be aesthetic and also represent something that's important to you in your spiritual journey. You are 100% unique in this life. And what makes your sacred space your sacred space is you, of course. Creating your own altar is a very personal journey that cannot be done for you or replicated by anyone else. So while all those pictures on the internet and on Pinterest are certainly inspiring, we shouldn't aim to replicate that sort of sacred space. We should just take their inspiration with a grain of salt and then go out and make our own sacred space that is representative of us, not representative of other people that we tried to mimic. So let's talk a little bit more about how to actually create your sacred space. They don't need to be anything elaborate or fancy to be effective. We want to feel safe, comfortable, and inspired as soon as we enter our dedicated space to do whatever work we came here to do. Whatever it takes for us to feel that way is what will create our optimal sacred space. This will look slightly different for everybody, and I don't want to tell you that you need anything specific for your altar because I'm not inside your head. Nobody else is inside your head. But I will tell you that your sacred space should feel like you, look like you belong in it, and it should feel organic to your lifestyle and your personality. I have seen sacred spaces ranging from fireplace mantles, shelves, side tables, desks, balconies, entire gardens, and even rooms, attics, all that. Each one is beautiful and divine in its own way. To find the right spot in your home for your sacred space, ask yourself these questions. Where do I spend the most of my time? What do I plan on doing in my sacred space? Because that's going to determine how much actual physical space that you need. What tools do I need to perform my rituals? Things like journals, pens, yoga mats, meditation cushions, books, herbs, art supplies, whatever. Is there any place in my home that is underutilized that I could revamp? And finally, how can I lovingly set boundaries with my housemates so they respect me and my sacred altar? I think that last part is really important, especially if you share your home with young children. 
It's an opportunity to tell them and teach them boundaries and to say, hey, during this time every day, I'm always going to be here. And that is a time where um, that's my time and you have to find something else to do for that little bit of time. And I know that's hard and you can load up the excuses and all these different reasons why you won't be able to tell your children that. But I challenge you to at least try to teach them to respect boundaries because then they'll grow into adults that do respect their boundaries and probably are able to set boundaries of their own because it's very important for our mental health. My personal sacred space is my fireplace mantle, which is very low to the ground. It might be right in the middle of my living room, but it looks so beautiful and decorated with crystals and statues and scarves and herbs and incense and whatever I feel like putting on for whatever Sabbath I'm celebrating. When it's time for me to be in my sacred space, I just pull my favorite comfy cushion off the couch to sit on and I just do whatever it is I need to do. I've also had altars in hallways, inside cabinets, and on windowsills. Even when I lived in a motorhome, I still had a little spot set aside that I could return to again and again. And that motorhome was like 150 square feet. It was not very big. And yet I made it a priority to find a spot where I could return to to do my mainly my meditation practices at the time. It's not the size that matters. It's the intentions that we set when we make a space sacred. So now I'm going to list a few different ideas to help spark some inspiration for your own sacred space. Consider including all the different senses to really embody that holistic healing approach. So the first one is the most obvious one, which is sight. You want to keep your space clean and not overly stimulating. Incorporate your favorite colors, have items that you think are pretty, but that also represent something deep within you. Bring in things that represent maybe your family, like heirlooms, statues, gifts, that sort of thing. Perhaps switch up the decor to match the seasons. As I briefly mentioned, I like to change my altar for the Sabbaths, which is about every six to eight weeks, depending on what time of year you're in. Uh, it could be near a window if, you're, if that's possible, so that it's well lit and um, kind of close to nature, which is kind of the thing that we all want to do, right? We're, we're all very close to nature as modern mystics. You can also light it with candles or maybe soft lamps. Like I have a salt lamp back here. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it glowing bright and big. I have like six of these <laughs> and I love having them in my sacred space too. Uh, sound is important too. You can play gentle wordless music over speakers or through your headphones or try playing the sounds of nature maybe. You could bring in bells, chimes, cymbals, or singing bowls. You could hum your favorite songs. You could chant Aum. Whatever sounds naturally occur in the space, listen to them carefully. Quiet your inner voice whenever you're in that space. Maybe bring in a small water fountain for ambiance. Get creative. Sound is very important for healing. So the next sense is scent. <laughs> you can learn about the divinity of scent and aromatherapy on my blog, spirituallyinspired.co. I'll link to that specific blog post in the show notes. You can have essential oils or herbs nearby if you enjoy their healing benefits. Uh, you can use long burning incense. You might be able to see it here. Um, long burning incense burns for like an hour and a half. It really is helpful. You can use either cones or sticks, whatever you want. Make sure that they are non-toxic though. I will throw that in there, otherwise you're kind of defeating the purpose. Use ethically sourced sage sticks or palo santo to cleanse the air. You can keep fresh flowers or plants in the room anything that really smells good because that is a really easy way to connect to your spiritual side. So next is physical touch or sensation. You can have comfy pillows and blankets close by. Uh, like I mentioned, my sacred space is right in my living room. So it's really easy for me to find um, pillows and blankets and whatever. 
You can set the temperature of the space mindfully. Um, my sacred space is also a fireplace, so if I get cold, it's really easy for me to do something about that. Maybe you like a heater or a fan or a humidifier or maybe a dehumidifier. You can invite in your angels and your spirit guides to help raise your vibration of the space and you will be able to feel that in your body. You can keep altar items within reach just in case you feel compelled to pick one up and hold it in your hands while you're meditating so you can actually feel that tactile experience. Just because you set up an altar doesn't mean it needs to stay there. I always pull things off my altar while I'm working there. Just be open to feeling new energies in that space and in your body. Okay, next is flavor, which a lot of people don't consider when they're making their sacred space or their altars. It seems kind of weird to eat something while you're meditating, right? Maybe not. Herbs can be eaten as well as smelled or even inhaled for their medicinal properties. You can prepare a nice cup of herbal tea with the herbs that you enjoy eating or you enjoy the flavor of. You can drink crystalline water that you charged up with crystals that you keep in your space. <laughs> Rumor has it that licking salt lamps also brings good luck. It's very salty and I have done that quite a bit. <laughs> You can make your own tinctures and elixirs to consume during your rituals. And we're going to dive into those sort of things at another time because they're really fun and really easy to make. And I think that I just want to leave you with this. I want you to just have fun with it. The goal is to create a special place in your home that you can return to again and again, that you're excited to return to, where you can safely partake in your favorite spiritual practices, whatever shape your practice or your space takes. It is perfect for you. It's exactly where you need to be. Just go with what feels most natural and fun for you and what's easy for you to accomplish right now. Don't set impossible goals because then you're just going to you're just going to let yourself down. And that's not the purpose here. You should start small and work your way up. Experiment, try new things, see what works for you. hope you have learned something new in this episode. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, follow, and all the things if you enjoyed and share with another modern mystic if you think that they'll enjoy it too. Next week's episode is all about the healing properties of calcite, a colorful, calming crystal that comes in all sorts of color variations. New episodes are available every single weekend, so stay tuned so you don't miss a single one. To discover even more spiritual awesomeness, head over to spirituallyinspired.co to explore my library of blog posts, videos, podcast episodes, book recommendations, and more. Thank you so much, and I'll see you in the next one. Namaste.